Drop the subject. All right, drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. You had to run in early, yes, because you heard that you heard John Duran talking about something. You were like, I gotta get in there. I gotta get behind the microphone. So this was a, one of those moments where Channel Q was actually playing in the lobby. I, I know, I heard it in the hallways. I, I was like, thank you, Tim, well, from I, reception. I heard like there were there was a conversation about like black representation, and you know, my ears were like, excuse me, <laughs> you were, like mad dash yeah. up down the and hallway. I actually thought it was one of our sister stations, KNX. I thought they were doing like an interview or something like that. And I was like, that's John Duran's voice. Mm-hmm. That's in our studio. <laughs> so that I came in here during the commercial. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we ha- we are going to continue on that conversation yeah, a little yeah. later, right? Because you were getting some hate on social media for something that happened. Yes. Was it in a podcast? It or? Was, so yeah, uh, you guys may know Van Lathan and we'll we'll get more into this a little bit later, but Van Lathan from TMZ uh, has a podcast called The Red Pill and Char Jossel, who will be here a little bit later, and I were on his podcast. And we're talking about the intersection of blackness and, and LGBTQ issues and how those things are are not always meeting up in the way that we would like them to. And we caught like all of the hell on social media oh, about that. So snap. we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, I think that, I mean, from just from a lesbian perspective, like my, the pilot that I've been making, Butch mm-hmm. Pal for the straight gal, uh, you know, first all female queer eye, there's so much, hate that I've gotten from my like from queer women yeah. on like how you're doing it and doing it perfectly and things like that so I think that getting hate from I mean were you getting hate from like the black LGBT no from the straight black community oh oh yeah because we well because uh, and again we'll get more into it a little bit later but like uh, the black right like the black civil rights movement and it, when we go back to the sixties but also like all the way through the course of history has always been led by black queer people. Um, black Lives Matter was founded by three black queer women, but like people don't seem to know that, mm-hmm. and so like there's this idea that like gay people don't have like a hand in civil rights for black folks, and so like the straight folks were like really really coming after us like what are you talking about when have gay people ever and it was like sweetie if you just look at the history if you just do a light googling oh, you know yeah so that well that too. that is the, the light googling would solve a lot of problems listen, in this country i think listen just yeah. one little light google my friend my best friend believes that the smartphone killed the bar fight because people can just google every answer and no one's fighting about it i'm like i don't know if that's true but it's a great way to look at it <laughs> that is a that is a great way of looking at it i do think that's true in a way but it's also kind of uh, I think that technology has ruined gossip. How so? Because you don't need, like, I come home and I tell my wife, I'm like, did you hear that this person is pregnant? She's like, yeah, I know. I already saw it on Facebook. Oh, And I I'm see. like, oh. And they've already debunked it on Instagram. Right. And they saw this- <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I can't be like, did you hear? Like, the did you hear <laughs> is already, yes, everyone already heard about heard. it. And, yeah. and there's no debate, or the debate is already online. And so you can't have the debate because everyone's already said everything. You you come in with the did you hear? And they've already got the follow up at the resolution. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're actually late. You so- can't break news. <laughs> You can't break verbal news anymore. It's crazy. Uh, Well, we have a lot of things to look forward to today. Uh, We're going to talk about um, Acosta, obviously, get it resigning. We're going to talk about how, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, how marriage, the the key to a successful marriage is not about uh, compatibility. It's not about kindness. It's not about therapy. It's about the square footage of your living space. So we will discuss that. Which is crazy, but 
kind of makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm curious because I actually haven't read the article, so I'm curious to see what my current square footage is, which is I'm not going to say it's large. It's not. Uh, so I hope that the answer is very small yes. for my own sanity. Uh, and I'm kind of wishing over the past couple of days that, that I had a bigger square footage in my apartment just because of the flute playing that continued last night. Ooh, um, but before we came on the air, you brought up something about group texting. This yeah. is something that bothers me on an everyday basis. And and my wife, is it, she definitely starts group texting texts, and she will start them during the hours that she knows I'm on the air. And of course, I'm a dummy who doesn't ever put Do Not Disturb on, so then I'm getting constant, yeah, no, totally, LOL, emoji something, poop emoji. Someone liked so-and-so's comment, which is, there's a thumbs up, someone loved so-and-so's text message, yeah. Whoever invented group texting, I wish... At first, but I wish horrible things upon that person. When group texting first started, I thought, oh, this is brilliant. And then when I started getting involuntarily added to group text, I thought, this is an abomination before God. <laughs> like, so what I what happened is a friend of mine texts me and like 20 other people or 10 other people or whatever, because he wants to go on vacation next year. And he's like, oh, this would be such a great idea. We should all go out together. Oh, so they're trying to coordinate a vacation. Exactly. Oh, that's never going to end. And it's like dozens of people. I think it's a dozen people in the text message. And he's like, here are the rates. Please don't respond because you don't want to annoy everyone in the group thread. But hey, see, that's nice. That. Yes, very kind of. You got to say that because even when people say it in the reply They'll all, still do it. they will still effing reply yes. all. And they will reply all only to something that applies to them. Exactly. They'll be like, I'm doing this that day. And it's like, nobody cares. So this the, doesn't matter yeah. to me. In the thing, he says, like, reply back to me privately. Just wanted to send this out to everyone. He did it well, right? But I said to him, I was like, hey, just FYI, I really hate being added um, to group texts with people that I don't know. Because it's it's a thing that's happened to me in the past because like you and I both are on on the radio and uh, you know do different things in media and like people have this today like, we are exactly yeah. right again the key card work today um, but like people have this idea of you being like a thing or whatever right because you're on the air and like all that and so then I've gotten like text messages outside of the group text from people that I don't know that are like oh are you Jared Hill oh hey I'm so and so I saw your number in the group text and did it and I'm like oh it puts that's me that's why you don't like it. I, well, that's part of why I don't like it. But it's like, then it's like weird. And I'm in this weird space of like, now I have to talk to this person that I don't even know who they are. They have like a full picture of who I am. See, I just feel bad that I, I feel like I'm supposed to know who that is or I'm supposed to have their contact information in my phone. And I'm like, what is 440? 440 exactly. is saying something about like her husband. Like, okay, so she's a straight woman. Okay, so I, did I meet somebody that day that I didn't remember? You know, so yeah. I'm putting all the pieces together and blaming myself. And then I'm like, I all I know is that I'm supposed to be going to dinner with her. I just don't like people passing around my phone number. My dad will give anybody my phone number and I'll be like, dad, stop giving out my phone number. <laughs> and like recently it happened again. Oh, your dad told me to. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it drives me insane. But you know what annoys me even more than group texting? What's that? Group sexting. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q uh, with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. And I know that recently, I think in the last couple of months, they updated the new unemployment rate, right? And they announced that it is 3.8%. Mm-hmm. And I am just going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that entire 3.8% is happening in the White House. <laughs> I, I think that could be right. Like, it would be zero I mean, if he wasn't president. She's Louise. That so, White House is, a, it, uh, is an S-show. It's a hot mess. Yeah. And I think that earlier in the week, you know, we discussed 
this a lot about Alex Acosta. And I was surprised with a guy, you know, with the last name of Acosta that he hasn't been accused of misconduct. But he was giving a... Because Acosta's in his name? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's in his name. Yeah. Also, okay, I know I'm, I'm getting completely off topic here because we're talking about how he resigned, even though he said earlier in the week that he wasn't going to. Have you seen this man's children? Oh, my God. They look like demon children from The Shining. So I saw the photo of him. I think he was like signing or like, you know, becoming, taking his position or whatever. And I saw the photo of the kids and I just tweeted the photo out and I said, I'm chanting the family is off limits. The family is off limits. The family is off limits. Because those kids yeah. look crazy. Somebody put a picture up of those kids and the mother and said, I'm not saying that Alex Acosta's family has been locked in an attic for the last 10 years, but I'm not not saying I'm that. not. I and that is a hundred percent accurate. Like, because they have those like sunken in, crazy demon child eyes. If like we they, just I talked could, about the haircuts alone. I mean, who they have to go to like a specialty horror film barber <laughs> to be like, I want my child to look as scary as possible. Allie okay, Johnson, are we gonna I go almost, short, Bob? I almost just cussed right now. <laughs> It's I, like you. As soon as you, you just picture an axe in their hands, like the Adams if, family's on the side of the building or something. Exactly, like, like where they the have exorcist. those like old deli pictures of like oh. Wednesday Adams was here, and then there's like all the <laughs> yes, famous exactly. like demon children that they've given haircuts to. These kids, those this, children need help. Well, the whole family. Just, I mean, Ju- Justin, have you have have you seen, seen those children? Look at them, Justin. This is wild. They and they're wearing the same because they're twin girls, which makes it even creepier. And they're wearing the same pink dress. And can they, you imagine waking up? up in the middle of the night and they're standing at the foot of your bed like daddy props to Mike Pence for looking the least creepy in that photo yeah he really does look the least creepy if I, if yeah, she walked if that kid walked into my room and said mommy I'm thirsty I'd move I would burn the house down <laughs> move yeah I would be like one of those crazy women in a horror film being like you must kill them I will burn them alive it's the only way to kill well, them for sure well Connecting to the story, usually when a lot of times when people resign, they say it's to spend more time with their families. Alex Acosta did not say that. <laughs> so I uh, just want to be clear about the facts here. I just want to be my, by myself. I just want to spend more time with myself. My yes. ghost so, children. Alex Acosta, if you don't know who we're talking about, is a labor secretary who uh, is connected to the Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, you're, you're crying. Are it's you okay over there? <laughs> it is true. Everyone always wants to use the family as an excuse. Oh, I want to spend more time with my children. I don't think that this resignation Nobody wants that to language. spend time with those children. Those children are definitely picked last. <laughs> oh, no. For everything. Um, but Alex Acosta at the time, uh, I believe, was the attorney general or the DA or something in Florida, and he basically let Jeffrey Epstein off like with a really short sentence after having some serious sex trafficking and child molestation charges against him. And so he's come up in uh, in a lot of debate or a lot of discussion lately because he did that, and now he's a labor secretary in the White House. And Donald Trump was just kind of like, "Oh, I feel j- f- bad for Jim for for Alex Acosta," and da da da. Like Donald Trump would. And right. and earlier this week he had a press conference where we're like, "Oh, maybe he's about to resign," and he was just like defiant. And I was so surprised last night to see that he's going to be resigning because it's so so then what do you think Trumpy. changed exactly because he I mean when this happens they're like okay dude you got to make a statement you got to say something yeah. and he's making the choice okay I either got to resign I got to apologize or I got to double down he chose to double down yeah and then now what has transpired in the last 48 hours to make him say you know what no I, I need to come out and publicly resign did well, someone like uh, say dude yeah according to him it's, he said quote I do not think it is right and fair for this administration's labor department to have Epstein as the focus 
focus um, rather than the incredible economy that we have today. Uh, and so I called the president this morning and told him that I thought the right thing to do was step aside. So we know what is not the truth is that. Is that. That's um, 100% so whatever true, happened, it's not that. Because I don't think that he really gave a crap about that 48 hours ago. I mean, absolutely not. So I think I think probably because he's he's this is only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Je- uh, Jeffrey Epstein's case is going to get tried. We're going to hear a lot of the facts and details about what those victims have said. Oh yeah, there's more people more coming victims, through every exactly. single day. And then there's details about the weird island that he had and the All stuff that was going stuff, yeah. on there. People that were like assigned to be with him twice a week. I mean, it is creepy. Creepier yeah. than those children. Adjacent. Adjacent. Adjacent yeah. Yeah. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. <laughs> Drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. We were just talking about, you were reading the headline, R. Kelly, what is it? R. Kelly walks his dog. It said, uh, R. Kelly left the house to walk his dog last night and ended up in police custody. Yeah, <laughs> in police custody. custody. I think that this is actually a really great, I mean, n- minus the R. Kelly part. That's a great <laughs> say, start for like Homeward Bound 4. Oh, wait. you know, like, oh, like, like what, is, what does the dog do? Yeah, oh, like the dog's like, oh no, I have to go save my owner, and you know, where's Sally that, Fields in it. Where's that dog accent? From? I know, oh no, <laughs> this is why I've never been asked to be in an animal movie. Um, all right, let's talk about. I heard you were under consideration for the Lion King, and at the last minute, it fell through. So I was not asked to audition, Jared. I was. <laughs> that's not what I was told in my ear. I don't know if that's audition. true. That's what the producer said. Yeah, I guess I'm a little too campy for them. They need Beyonce, not me. Yeah. I mean, what doesn't need Beyonce? But we did get into a discussion yesterday about, um, I mean, Beyonce, I think, is still, of course, she was great in the film, according to, I mean, you're the one who saw it. I haven't seen it yet. But, I mean, when you get a really great celebrity like Nathan Lane or somebody who has great voice to be in a movie like that, that's okay. But then when you're just doing it to put celebrities in it and you're like, here's Angelina Jolie as a fish. It's like, (laughs) no, I think that we're kind of missing the point here. Thank you so much, but no. No, Um, I think I'm good on that. All right. What makes a happy marriage? This is something that people talk about endlessly. Is it compatibility? Is it, uh, you know, the age difference? Is it where you live? Is it your lifestyle? Well, you can throw all that, those theories, you can throw them out the window because here is the next study about what makes a happy marriage and it has everything to do with the square footage of your living space. Mm. Have you ever lived with a significant other, Jared? I have not. Okay. And Justin, you are newly engaged, but you still don't share a living space with your betrothed. Correct. Okay. How you? But you have a small apartment. Is it a studio apartment? Yes. And then when you are both in that studio apartment setting, is it? Does it feel crammed, or do, are you like, oh, we're cozy together? <laughs> cozy is always the nice way of saying crammed. But yes, cozy. The are. word cozy is what makes every apartment in San Francisco get sold. I remember hearing uh, an interior designer say, "Look out when you're looking at listings. If it has words like cozy and mm-hmm. charming and light and airy, it means it's small and has no roof." Yes. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I see what you're doing there." <laughs> yeah. Uh, darkened with no windows is what that really means. <laughs> exactly. So. They did a survey, apparently, on couples and their square footage average of living accommodations, and then they were able to somehow separate the happy ones from the miserable ones to come up with the results of this. And the magic number for how many square feet you're supposed to have to be a happy married couple is 1,800 square feet. Yikes. So if you live in a city... 
I guess, especially San Francisco, you're not happy. It doesn't matter where. (laughs) I'm like, if you have 1,800 square feet in San Francisco, LA, or New York, you have money. Right. 1,800 square feet. I mean, I am just going to go ahead and out myself and say I have way less than that. And and like my, my apartment is like, just shy of a thousand square feet. It's like nine eighty or something like that. And like I, I, all my friends always come over. And like you have a pretty big apartment. The idea of having double that, like I can't. I don't know what that would cost. Like <laughs> no, that's. I think that when the numbers get that high, I think people like you and me at our in our age group don't can't even fathom how much space that is. Yeah, because we are just not used to it. We're like eighteen hundred. So what is that like a football field? But exactly. <laughs> like, I like, don't did, understand. It must come with its own parking lot. I've like, definitely not ever looked at an apartment that's that size. Oh God! Like, and, but it's funny because like our listeners in Denver or Houston or you know a bunch of other cities are like, oh, that's not unreasonable. But here, my God, no. I, I think that I, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is BS and that it all depends on how many rooms you have. You have to have two, you have to have one bonus room where another person can go and shut the door while they play the flute. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Before we get into, uh, we're going to take a little moment, but before we do, I was able to go through some of the World Cup highlights to pull together a gayest sports highlights of the week. This is gayest sports highlights of the week, World Cup edition. Take a listen. Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. She had Rapino open, but she wanted that one. Don't just sit back and, 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 and let Holland come on to them. A lot of people cheering, exciting for the beginning of the parade here. We have uh, these motorcyclists. U.S. opens up. Oh, my gosh. If it's anything like last time, you know, there are going to be a lot of floats. The women will be on uh, multiple different floats. And we saw that fancy hardware thrusting it into the air and taking plenty of pictures. Alex Morgan. It's her night. Sade will send it back down to you. These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill, Ginger Justin, pressing buttons, and it's Friday. You're getting into your weekend. I bet you're getting excited. A lot of us were just talking off the air about how we plan on cleaning our houses tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> after having I, this discussion. When did I become the age that, like, cleaning, like, mopping my floors was like, oh, I cannot wait. I mean, I, I could just. I'm shampooing just my rug this only, weekend. Oh, really? Ooh, yes. Wow, you're shampooing your own rug? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a deep rug cleaning, but I have hardwood floors. Totally different rug. That was a gay joke. I was like, am I being a perv no. or are we doing a thing? <laughs> or are we doing a <laughs> thing? Or are we doing a thing? And, uh, so we were talking about this study. Are you? Hey! <laughs> Drop the subject. I just want to mention quickly, you told me to mention this, Justin. You're such a jerk. Justin's like, moving on. The magic number for a happy marriage is 1,800 square feet in your home. And for millennials, it was 1,810 square feet. But sad millennials average 1,500 square feet. And if I knew a millennial that had 1,500 square feet, I would not call them sad. I mean, geez louise. Here are some headlines I'm going to read to you, Jarrett, and then you decide what we news and what we news because that is the name of the game. Okay. Headline number one: Women's World Cup champ hotel. Uh, wo- Women's World Cup champs hotel room burgled in Los Angeles. Oh, that sucks. Um, lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she saw, thought at first, oh, yeah. and then her wedding ring was gone. Okay. Oh no. Yeah, it sucked. That sucks. And her key to the city. 
<laughs> and that opens everything. Yeah. Okay, headline number two. Finland hosts heavy metal knitting championship. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I have to news that. Okay. Yeah. Headline number three. Tupac's private apology to Madonna could be yours for a hefty price. Oh. <laughs> Well, now that I know that there's an option, <laughs> sure, let's news Start it. saving. Yeah. Headline Madonna's number... Madonna's listening. We have to news this. <laughs> She's aware of this. She's yeah. aware of all of this. <laughs> Only the three people in this room get that. So it's fine. <laughs> number four. Headline number four. Ranch Pizza is opening a second location in Northwest Portland. Uh, why is that a headline? <laughs> Lose it. Okay. You know what? Just because you no, did it, we're no. going to news <laughs> Pizza opening a second location in Northwest Portland is being news. Okay, and then finally, you did that to yourself, L- young lady. Lil Wayne is not quitting the Blink One Eighty Two tour. Why is Lil Wayne on the Blink One Eighty Two tour? I think that is a follow up question everybody has. Like all the small things. Um, <laughs> let's news it. Okay. Why not? All right. So Lil Wayne is not quitting the Blink One Eighty Two tour. Tupac's private apology to Madonna could be yours for a hefty price. And Finland is hosting a heavy metal knitting championship. I guess we'll also touch on the Ranch Pizza opening in Northwest Portland, the second location. All of that when we come back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. And we must move quickly because we have a lot to cover and we have a guest coming in studio momentarily. And I would hate to have a mess of conversation still to get through when yes. she gets here. Um, because we must spend a, a nice focused amount of time with Char. Yes. So, news it or lose it, let's get right into it. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. I'd like to start with this Tupac a private apology letter to Madonna. Okay. That could be it. yours at a hefty price. So I didn't even know this existed, but apparently a three-page pl- three letter that was dated June 15, 1995, which was a year before Tupac was shot, he, uh, he wrote this letter apologizing to Madonna for not being the kind of friend that I know I am capable of being. Mm. The artist uh, dated briefly, uh, they, I, they dated each other in the 90s. I did not know this at all. Did you? I feel like I do remember hearing that they like had some kind of relationship, yeah. I this is news to me. Yeah. They seem completely incompatible. No, because I feel like in my mind there are pictures of them together, like back in the day. Let me do a, a, a slight Google as we mentioned <laughs> a, earlier. A light Google. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they kept they kept it secret. Then in 2015, Madonna said that Tupac had riled her up before a shocking 1994 appearance on Letterman. Uh, so she was feeling very gangster, quote unquote, Uh-oh. when she said the word the f word 13 times on that appearance. They kept their relationship secret nonetheless oh yeah they are together in this i actually i feel like i have seen that picture before interesting sorry she said what now okay so she uh then they kept their relationship secret still in the letter shakur wrote that he felt uncomfortable being seen with a white woman because he quote would be letting down half of the people who made him what he thought he was Mm. so uh the part of the reason that he wrote the note was because he wanted to tell her how he felt in case anything happened to me quote unquote Mm. He added that everyone is not as honorable as they seem. Let my five bullets be proof of that. 
Yikes. Crazy. So then in July 2017, a judge stopped the sale of the letter and 21 other items after Madonna filed an emergency court order. But now bidding on that letter reached $100,000. And apparently now you can own this letter if you pay a hefty price. I, I... It's funny, like, we went through this whole story, and the thing that sticks out to me the most is, like, how much Biggie and Tupac both seem to foreshadow their own deaths. Yeah, like, what the, I mean, the idea of, like, if something happens to me, it's like they both, like, I think the last album was called Life, Before De- Life After Death or something like that. You know what I mean? So, like, right. they both seem to have this, like, knowing that they weren't going to be around long. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, and I think they both died under 25. And so, like, the idea of, like, having that kind of thought process when you're that young to, like, write a letter to say, like, just in case something happens to me, it's just, it's yeah. always kind of resonate with me. I'm always fascinated by the people who really buy this stuff. Like, I under, like, I think that do this, it? yeah, what are you going to do with this thing? It's like, if you have money to just burn, like, this this was, <laughs> right. like, $5 for you, you know, for what it would be $5 for us. Like, oh, yeah, I have that. It's, it's on my wall. It's like you're hallway. walking through Marshalls going, like, hmm, I think I'll get this teacup exactly. set. Exactly. It's like that, but with memorabilia. Yeah. All right. Pearl Jam. That's what Finland has called their heavy heavy metal knitting uh, competition slash championship. I'll quickly get through this one. It starts (laughs) starts with armed with needles, which I guess you would think would end badly, but it says, and a yarn of wool. Oh, yikes. Teams of avid knitters danced to deafening sounds of drums beating, uh, drum beating, at drums beating and guitar slashing at the first ever heavy metal knitting world championship in Eastern Finland with stage names such as the Wolfooms, Bunny Bandit, and the Nine Inch Needles. Participants shared a simple goal to showcase their knitting skills while dancing to heavy metal music in the most outlandish way possible. Justin, I don't think I've ever regretted a it. <laughs> Until today. I would beg to differ. As I want to go to this thing. As we move to Ranch Pizza next. <laughs> this, this is also, yeah, I know. You speak, you, you, I, you I joke. I did this to myself. I did. All right. Let's talk about the Ranch Pizza that's opening in uh, Northwest Portland because this is something that you wanted to news. Nor, uh, ranch Pizza. It's a pop-up that turned into a brick and mortar pizzeria. It was well. devoted to square cut pies and house-made ranch. They're opening a second location in Northwest Portland. They said, we've been casually looking at expanding, said Corey. We did a pop-up slice event at World Foods, and so many people hadn't heard of us, so that helped seal the deal. My goodness. Exciting. All right. Now, finally, Lil Wayne. He's been on tour with Blink-182. If you didn't know that, newsflash. I don't think anybody, I mean, if you're doing a remake of The Odd Couple, I think that this would definitely be, these would be two good contenders, but they are on tour- Lose it. They're they're on tour right now, and apparently Lil Wayne almost lost it on stage just the other day. I just want the people to know, if you're wondering, please forgive me, but I am so not used to performing to a crowd and there's not too many, you know, like steel phone. That's not my swag. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to do this tour, but make some noise for Blink-182 for including me anyway. This might be my last night, though. Let's go. I think, I think, I think Justin hit. I think Justin hit the the perfect question on the head in the commercial break, which was like, 
How much crossover is there, like with Little Wayne and Blink One Eighty Two? Like that Venn diagram is there's not a lot in the middle of it's it. It's gotta be a really skinny crossover. I don't like, think that Lil Wayne it has ever smelled so much Axe body spray. <laughs> it is. I mean that that crowd is definitely very specific. The the yeah. dedicated Blink One Eighty Two people, the people that have seen them multiple times and still are gonna follow them on tour. Yeah, I'm and thinking Lil like, Wayne is the bonus. Whenever there's a joint show, like when Beyonce and, and Jay Z went out doing On the Run, I was like. I mean, there's some crossover here, and like people like both of them together. Right. But like, even then, and like, there's a lot of standing up and sitting down. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, I think this just proves that you shouldn't take LSD before deciding who should be on tour together. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill, joined by Allie Johnson. Um, you're here today. Uh, you're here. Most yes, days. I'm happy to be here, Jared. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. For being here. Yeah. Um, so I want to. That was such a good get for you. Yes, exactly. No, I was like, oh my god, Allie's going to be here today. <laughs> um, uh, want to jump into a little bit more of a serious conversation that we've been having uh, on social media after an appearance that I did on a podcast uh, with Van Lathan, whom you would know from TMZ. He is uh, one of the. He's probably most known for. Uh, the Kanye video that happened a number of years about a year and a half ago when Kanye came to TMZ and he was the one that was like kind of arguing back and forth with Kanye West Um, I met him shortly after that and we've become friendly and uh, I did he reached out to me about doing a podcast after uh, the Jussie Smollett story happened Um, he wanted to do something where we could have like straight black straight folks and black gay folks be able to have a conversation to kind of like figure out some synergy because there was a lot of uh, tension that kind of built after the Jussie Smollett story started oh got it um and it was like there there was it was kind of highlighting the ways that black straight people and black gay people don't necessarily um connect if you will and like there's not a, a support for black gay people um from black straight people so we ended up uh, months later. We ended up uh, doing the podcast. Um, I was joined by Shar Jassel, who joins us now. Shar, thank you for being here. Hello, thank studio, you. Audience studio audience. Is for you. <laughs> we have thank a really you. good stage manager. They're really queued up well. Um, and so we had this. Whole, we did an hour and a half long uh, conversation with with uh, Van. And Van can't join us today, but he he wants to come on later on. And uh, and part of the conversation was about how you know black people like our move for civil rights has always been. Um, led by queer people um, and most recently you know that was with uh, Black Lives Matter being begun with three queer women and Shar brought that up and so uh, in the conversation we were saying he had asked you know do you feel betrayed or, or not supported by straight black people and we said a lot of times yeah and and that gonna, really sparked the whole cis conversation. black people. Cis right. Cis Because her- I don't identify as gay. Cisgender yes I, yes. I understand. Cis, cisgendered heterosexual um, black people yes. Um, do, you, do you feel supported by those folks in the LGBTQ community. Um, and the response on social media was wild. And it was there was so much negative commentary coming from folks. And, you know, Van reached out to me the next day and he was like, I'm really stunned by this. He was like, I did not expect this much hate. And I was like, oh, I completely expected so this. So what were people saying exactly? Well, go ahead, Shar. Girl, people were just <laughs> saying, okay, so my biggest issue with the comments is Van posted a clip, right? It was a, it was a visual clip of us in studio and he, it was under a minute and it yeah, was like a, it. a yeah. hot take from Jared and a hot take from myself and so people we actually have the clip so we'll we'll play the clip and then we'll get back into it okay you'll see so many like black straight men and women um, come to the defense of stuff like that and you're like hmm but like 
you Even think we're your best moment. friends and you think we're your homies and like all that kind of stuff but like when it comes time to defend black people um, gay people uh, or LGBT people in, in general like you, you don't see that same defense mm-hmm. but like black LGBTQ people have always been the people always. leading the charge for for advocating for black people for, for civil rights and all those kinds of things and but like it's not returned every time there has been something that's happened like a Sandra Bland a Rakia Boyd a, a Philando Castile you know a lot of black LGBT people are on the front lines of a lot of these movements even Black Lives Matter was started by three black queer awesome. women yeah. and so uh, it, it hurt so, Shard, you okay. can talk about the response. So, yeah. So, people watched that clip and lost their minds. And so, I wanted to encourage people to listen to the episode prior to weighing in. But we all know that's not how the internet works. Oh, no, 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 no. People will listen with one ear and then start typing immediately yeah. and and draw their own conclusions. It was a lot of vitriol. It was it was a lot of mess. Um, I began to engage at first. I talked to Jared about this. Like, I on Twitter, I had began to engage. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to unplug because... I realized that a lot of it was uh, an attempt to gaslight me and and get me bent out of shape, and I wasn't going to have that discussion. Yeah, I mean that's like I've definitely been on the receiving end of of hate comments and hate emails and hate blah 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 of people just that heard the wrong thing or drew a different conclusion or saw, thought that something was said uh, maliciously when it wasn't or whatever, and that's going to happen especially on live radio. Like you're, yeah. I mean you're going to say something that's going to that someone is going to catch someone the wrong way. And eventually I learned that it's just it. There are certain people that you just can't get through to because they want to be right. They just want to be right regardless. And anything you say, I mean, to a certain extent, there are some people that I've talked to that have been like, wow, thanks for responding. Like I that, you know, I see it differently now by the approach. Yes, because some people just want to continue on their rant. Yeah. yeah, I think what's important is like I, I wanted to bring Char in because I feel like there was so much that got missed out of what we were discussing, and I mean mm-hmm. part of that is them not listening to the whole um, the whole podcast or the whole like bit of what we were talking about. But also I think part of it was just like downright ignorance. Um, and so I, I I wanted to bring you in because I felt like it was some it was important for us to be able to say like this is what we were saying and this is what we meant. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll kind of get into that and then we'll wrap up the show with a happy ending because <laughs> this is a. This <laughs> yeah. is a <laughs> this is a, a heavy topic, but um, it was something that blew up so much on social media. I felt like it was important to address it on the air. So we'll take a quick break. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill. That's Allie Johnson. Joining us right now is Shar Jossel. Um, and we're having a conversation about a recent podcast that I was on uh, with Van Lathan called The Red Pill. Uh, and we had this difficult conversation and it really kind of exploded on social media and I wanted to be able to come in and kind of clear the air about what we were saying, what we meant and how it was taken. Uh, we're having a great conversation here in the, in the commercial break, excuse me, during the songs and I think what what got lost for me at least was trying to say that the black gay community has always been in front of all of the liberation movements that are associated with civil rights and wanting to like free black people or, or really like make movement um, within culture. And Shar, you talked about how 
uh, Black Lives Matter was started by three black queer women. And mm-hmm. we got an interesting response on Twitter to that. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I just was with Patrice Colors at uh, the L.A. Pride. We One of the founders of BLM. One yeah. of, yes, I should say that. One of the founders of Black Lives Matter. We uh, marched together, um, you know, saying that black cis women will, will stand with black trans women and black trans women will stand with black cis women. The fact remains the facts. I, I'm dealing with facts, right? Black Lives Matter really was founded by three black queer women. Now, and what did the, the man say to us on Twitter? So he said, so one of the first replies that I saw on Twitter was stating that he went to their website. This is a black man that wrote me, a cis black man that wrote me. And he said he went to their website, the Black Lives Matter website, and he did not feel represented. Look at their leadership and yada, yada, yada. And why are we being left out? That yes, was the why are we being left out? And I read that tweet in disbelief because it was like, are you kidding me? Literally, cis black men in particular, matter of fact, I'll say cis het, heterosexual black yeah. men are centered within the Black Lives Matter movement more than 95 percent of the time 98 yeah. i'd venture to say 98 <laughs> yeah okay okay uh because black women there's tons of rallying cries and it's even more rallying cries for for black lgbt folks well and i think the way that we can see that and the way that um that any kind of black live stories are are covered in the media is it's always like a black man that's been killed by the police but like we rarely see the stories of black women who are, those are the stories that are the, elevated exactly and so like the 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 patriarchy there is like that the black man matters more than the black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said that he felt like he was left out of the representation there. And it was like, and I said to him, there's Laughable. a distinction between being left out and not being present. Right. And it's like, these are the people who started this movement, like that centers black men. And he felt so like, uh, he felt oppressed by not being a part of the leadership. And he should have decentered himself because I'd venture to ask him, who are you, who are you showing up for other than you and people who like, look like yeah, you? Right. You and yourself and people that are black and other black men. One of the very interesting things you said during the break was that that a lot of black women show up for black men and don't even show up for themselves for black for other black women in a similar way that white women will show up for white men and the way that they won't show up for white women. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw this a lot in the 2016 campaign, right, where the only demographics that Donald Trump won were white women and white men. Mm -hmm. And white women knew that Donald Trump had come out and said he was going to that he grabbed women by the Nancy O'Dell. Uh, well, exactly. He he had come out as he, he has just been like an overt misogynist, right? Yes. And so we see that happen in all culture, where women will come out and support men in ways that they won't support each other, and mm-hmm. that they won't support that men won't support women. And, and and yeah, I mean, I just want to say that that I've been insulted by men and by women, but women are so mean to women, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, to the point to where we're so judgmental and mean and catty to each other sometimes where I'm like, aren't we supposed to be trying to like band together right now? Like it just seems like, and you brought up another great, uh, I guess, phrase off the air, which was that it's not the oppression Olympics. Like, why are we all competing with each other on like who is the most oppressed right now yeah. and everything? And I think it's just everyone's emotions are so heightened and everyone feels like they're fighting for something. But then we're all like, especially on the liberal side of things, just breaking up into these little mini fights with each other. Because it's, it's rooted in identity politics for one, but for two, specifically with the, with the whole, I guess, black liberation movement, you can't have selective liberation. And I've noticed that a lot of black men, black straight men who are on the forefront, they're really not, and, I, and I'm not saying this as a generalization, I'm just saying from my observation, from mm-hmm. my standpoint, it doesn't appear as if they're fighting for the liberation of all black people. It seems like it's it's solely invested in other black men and maybe a sprinkling of black women versus a lot of black LGBT people and a lot of black uh, women 
I mean, because they're not mutually exclusive. You can be a woman, a black woman who's LGBT. Um, fighting for everyone, right? Black women, black right. LGBT people, they're on the front lines for black men. They're on the front lines for black women. They're, when a trans woman, when a black trans woman is murdered, they're there for the most part. But black men who are in leadership roles seem almost exclusively invested in the liberation of, of black, black men. men. And that's yeah. whether they be politician, rapper, what have you. And I, and I uh, again, to like bring this out even to the broader community again, like we see this within the LGBTQ community. Um, I, I, I believe I said this on the air before. The, a friend of mine said to me, like, white is always the default for human, right? So if we're talking about uh, middle class voters, we're talking about white middle class voters. If we're talking about, you know, women, we're talking about white women. If we're talking about gay people, we're talking about white gay people because they always make a distinction when they're talking about black people, right? That is true. And so, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And so uh, even within this conversation, like within the LGBTQ community, we, we talk about like um, what is gay music and what is gay this and what is gay that, and it's always centering whiteness. If we talk about what is gay music, like there, and, and we have conversations about the music here on this station and on every in different places and in nightclubs and all that kind of stuff, like it doesn't center, it always centers whiteness and it always centers white maleness. Um, and right. we see that happen within the black community, we see that happen in the LGBTQ community. We see all, that happen in every pocket yeah. of every city that has a designated area for LGBT people to congregate. It yeah. is centered in white maleness. And there's always like a black or a black right. group or a black Off club somewhere else. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, Shar Jossel, thank you so much for being here and being thank part of this conversation. Um, thank you. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm grateful hey, that they're still there. The studio the audience, audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we kept <laughs> I them I bet they're starving. Um, we're uh, going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will end with a happy ending, a new segment that we're doing about what's making us happy as we get ready for the weekend. Yeah, because we need a little happiness. We need a little happy to pick it up at the end. Uh, you're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. All right, drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. We are about to take off for the weekend, but we have a few housekeeping things we must do. I was going to say we're about to land this plane, and you said we're about to take off. So I guess... (laughs) You know, two different perspectives. You know what? We're, we're going to be in the air. We're going to be taking off. As long as we're not crashing, then we're fine. Amen. So, earlier in the week, we had introduced a new segment where we're going to cover some of the 2020 election stuff, because mm-hmm. that's going to be coming up a lot. Right. So, we were discussing what the name could be for that. We, we put some nominations on Twitter, and we allowed the people to vote. Mm-hmm. And the options were electoral dysfunction, totes my votes, <laughs> drop the president, and 2020 election segment. Okay. There was voting for 24 hours, as you know, on Twitter. Right. 2020 election segment came in with 4% of the votes. Really? <laughs> You're surprised? I, That's the I crappiest just it, name. I just, it was an awful name that I thought, <laughs> really? just, I actually thought, that actually Ironically, just, it, people might just be into it. Segment mix segment face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so then Drop the President came in at 32%. Okay. Totes my votes came in at 32%. Wait, there's a tie? Electoral dysfunction came in at 32%. There's a three-way tie? Yes. Oh, my God. So 2020 election segment got 4%. 
and the other three got 32%. That's wildin'. So, <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do. Do we I, do well, this to the Electoral College? You know politics. How does this yeah, work? Well, the funny thing is we, we joked about the idea of like just kind of changing the name every day and just using the same intro or something. <laughs> and I think this kind of affirms that idea. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned to what the hell the segment's going to be called because we got nothing done on that. I, that's crazy yeah. that they got exactly the same. <laughs> it's crazy. So now the voting continues through the weekend with Gayest News Headline of the week. Now, I have completely fallen off on this. I promise this weekend I will put up the four nominees so that you can vote on the gayest news headline of the week. We scour the headlines every single week. Sometimes we read headlines that say, hey, you know what? This is super gay. And sometimes it actually is gay and sometimes it just sounds like it. So here are the four nominees. Headline number one. I got a little nervous there. I thought it wasn't coming. <laughs> Impossible burger creator delves into the world of fishless fish. <laughs> we talked about that a little earlier. Okay. Headline number two. Woman runs from courthouse, takes off in U-Haul van. <laughs> oh, that's very lesbo. Okay. V- very She lesbo. must have just met someone last night. <laughs> <laughs> headline number yeah I mean you gotta put you gotta get all your stuff in the apartment exactly. before it's over uh, headline number three I went to sit up and couldn't move my legs says bareback writer J.R. Vizane oh wow that took a turn okay yeah. bareback writer mm-hmm. headline number four Black Bear photographed enjoying sunrise at New Hampshire Hotel <laughs> Black Bear okay um, is That's that, it. Is that okay? I'm only because you can only do four I'm, options. I am clear on which one I want. Are you going to say? Do you want me to? Yeah. Uh, the U-Haul thief. Oh, really? Woman runs from courthouse taking in taking off in U-Haul. Van. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she's in love. This is a 24-hour romance. You know, you can get these for 20 bucks a day. It's very very efficient. I mean, yeah. Katie and I were going to do our wedding send-off in a U-Haul. Oh really? Yeah, but I but then like with a just married on the back. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, but then we kind of discovered that it wasn't really worth it because we were going directly to the after party, like five minutes away. Oh well, okay. <laughs> so it's we were great, like, we'd have to like photos. bring the yeah, I know. But then it was like nighttime by then, and we were like, oh, yeah. you know, you can't really get great pictures, and the, it was you just going to be. Make sure be... that you get the right U-Haul with the right picture on the side. Yeah, and, and they only work. had like the U the U-Haul half trucks. Like those were kind of stupid. And it says anyway. like Mesa, Arizona. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like okay. Okay, to finally end the show we are uh returning a segment that we debuted also earlier in the week called happy endings there's a lot of doom and gloom in this world so it's important to talk about things that make us happy and especially going into this weekend yes let's discuss one thing that either happened today or is going to happen later that makes us happy I am, I told myself I was not going to talk about this on the radio, and here we are. Um, Are you going on a date? No, well, actually, I do have a date this weekend. Um, Oh, well, (laughs) shut up, Justin. Justin goes, Shut up, Justin. Um, I'm actually, I'm rejoining a gym. Ah. Um, I haven't been in the gym in about two years, and. You haven't stepped foot in a gym in two years. I, well, I've been, like, to the gym, like. Once or twice, let's be honest. Have you taken the stairs instead of an elevator? Um, once or twice. Well, at my building, I take my stairs a lot. Okay. Does that count? Great. You know? Sure. Um, but I, I, I 
thought about this last night. I was like, you know what? I'm going to rejoin a gym because I really need to get back into it. And then this morning, uh, I'm very rarely on Facebook. So it, it felt important that this happened. I got on Facebook and like two years ago on this day photo comes up. And it was one of those photos where I was like, oh, my God, I look so much better than I do right now. In this you were photo. ripped. I, were you well, ripped? I want to see. I, I, I at least felt like, oh, I look good in this photo. And but it's funny because I hated my body then, which is something to deal with with my, my therapist. But really? like, I looked. You hated your body when you were really fit. Well, I was like I wasn't like super fit, but I was in good shape. You know, wow. You've got a real smolder. You're posed next to a Cadillac. Yeah. You're in a, well, I was at the ESPYs um, back in 2017 and I was there last year I wasn't there this year but like I, I look at that photo I'm like oh my god if I could just fit in those pants again I would be thrilled with yeah, myself yeah you look really hot in this picture thank you, it's you the, know, it was my most liked photo of the year as Facebook liked to remind really? me <laughs> really well like, my no my uh, Facebook reminders are always bad because I I actually had lost weight so they're like this was you six years ago and I'm like ah just stop why are you showing me this this is horrifying alright my happy ending is this weekend I have no plans. Oh, what a joy. I have nothing to do, and it makes me so GD happy Listen. because I'm going to go home and I'm going to go, what do I want to do now? Maybe I'll sit here and play video games. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Maybe I'll do nothing. Maybe I will do nothing. I'll do absolutely nothing. And then I'll tell everyone I'm busy if they <laughs> exactly ask me to do stuff. That. So, Oh, I'm, I can't. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Even though I said live on the air that I have absolutely no <laughs> exactly. plans. So but if I say no to you. made after this. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have a full schedule in the next five minutes. We'll see. We are exactly this old now <laughs> because having no plans on the calendar is a joy. It is a joy. All right, folks. Well, that's a show. Um, we will see you back here on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 o'clock Eastern. Eastern. Uh, excited to see all the things that we have coming up next week. Um, Robert Mueller might be testifying to Congress, which is just, it's been on my calendar for three weeks. <laughs> um, so I uh, look forward to that and so many other things. It's happening. been on my calendar as well. It's I know. right there. You're the one that sent me the invite, so it's fine. <laughs> it's on our family calendar. <laughs> exactly, yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to find our podcast anywhere you can find, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us on social media. You're Allie Johnson, mm-hmm. Jarrett Hill, DTS Show, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. She had her pino open, but she wanted that one. Don't just sit back and, 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 and let Holland come on to them. A lot of people cheering, exciting for the beginning of the parade here. We have uh, these motorcycles. U.S. opens up. Oh my gosh, if it's anything like last time, you know, there are going to be a lot of floats. The women will be on uh, multiple different floats. And we saw that fancy hardware thrusting it into the air and taking plenty of pictures. Alex Morgan. It's her night. Sade will send it back down to you. These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Drop the subject. Next time, we're going to be rolling out a brand new segment called The Monday Munch Report. What is it? You'll have to just see. Plus, we'll debut the new game, Hired, Fired, or Retired. Okay, Jarrett, White House Chief Strategist. Fired. White House Press Secretary. Which one? Ah, point taken. Channel Q Midday Show. Um, my key card isn't working anymore. Uh, we resign, resign, resign. Drop the subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, on the new Channel Q.